Well, good morning, church. Man, it feels real good having you all here today. I'll be honest. I don't know when the last time I felt confident just letting the congregation sing. But boy, it really does feel good. You know, um, I did a little did a little looking on the old Google Maps. And would you believe that I counted 22 Christian churches in Liberty Hill? There ain't but 40 people in Liberty Hill, so I don't know. <laughs> 22 churches. And then, and then just on the stretch of 29 that I drove this morning, so that'd be from basically from 183 until here, I counted seven Christian churches. That's a church every minute in the car. Now, every church is different, some more different than others. And not every church is the right fit for every person. So get that. But I want to tell you something. If you want to worship Jesus, you probably don't have to travel very far on a Sunday morning. Now, I know some of y'all live a little more re- remotely, you know? It's a little, it takes you more than a couple minutes to get here. But if that's you, there's a, there's a chance that you passed a good number of churches on the way here today. And let me just say, once again, I'm glad you're here. You're welcome. For many folks over the past couple years, the commute to church has been reduced to the walk from the bedroom to the couch. Because online worship has become more common, uh, a lot more churches are doing it, and I'm glad, right? I'm glad because I know that it helps some folks who, for one reason or another, just can't get to a church. You know, I know it's definitely helped for some of our shut-ins to feel more connected or to have a, a richer worship experience than just like reading the sermon or whatever. Here's the point I'm trying to make. In the United States, in the year 2023, we've made worshiping Jesus very convenient. And I'm all for removing unnecessary barriers to worship. It's why we put lyrics up on the screens. It's, it's why the service is done in English. This wasn't always the case, right? Uh, and it, at this church, we try to do it in relatively plain English. So it's easy to follow along. And it is why most Sundays, we keep the service to right around an hour. We're going to go a little over today, but not by much. I'll try, to, I'll try to be timely here. I do think, though, that there might be a downside to the convenience of church. Because when things are convenient in life, it's easy to take them for granted. And church is no exception. Many folks wind up attending service only when it's convenient. That may also have something to do with the way that many folks think about church, right? They think about going to church because they want to get something out of it. For many modern Americans, I'm not saying you, but many modern Americans, they think that what church is there for is to provide a service to them, right? To give you a little spiritual jolt, maybe, or or maybe give you some insightful words to live by. 
or maybe just uh, a chance to be around some friends and feel a little better for an hour or two. And, you know, coming to church might provide some or all of those for you. I kind of hope it does, actually. But is that what worship is? Do we come to worship for what we get out of it? I was reading the story of the Magi today, and, you know, we're celebrating Epiphany, and, and they came to worship Jesus, and their experience was very different than what most American Christians expect today, right? Like, the worship of the Magi was the least convenient thing possible. In the first place, it was expensive, right? I mean, they undertook a journey... It was a long one. The journey would require provisions, right? You got to have food and water, all that stuff. It would have required um, time, precious time, right? If you drove half an hour to get here today or, or more, that's a pretty good haul. But, you know, these guys, they traveled weeks probably to make this visit. When they arrived, they presented Jesus with costly gifts. You know, they, they didn't just show up and were like, well, let's see, I got, uh, I, got, I got 20 bucks in my pocket, that'll probably do, right? They, they came with the idea that they were going to give gifts. They thought about their gifts. They, 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 they weren't, they were significant, and they were precious gifts. And they made the trip to give those gifts. So when I think about the Magi coming to, to visit Jesus, it doesn't make sense to think what they came to see what they could get out of the trip. They made the trip to offer what they could give. And if I think about, you know, the situation on this day, Jesus didn't have much to offer them. He was still in poverty. And, and yes, of course, he is God incarnate in that moment, but he's God incarnate who chose to be an infant child. And so he put some real limits on what he could do. He didn't have any costly treasures to offer in return. It wasn't like a gift exchange. Um, he couldn't do them any favors. He couldn't offer them any words of wisdom. Except like, or whatever, right? <laughs> Nevertheless, the Magi were well pleased to honor this Jesus. Why? They came to honor him because of who he was. They just came because he was the king. And probably there was some, some amount of them coming to honor him because they had faith in what he would do. They made the trip because they believed that getting to be there that day was an honor worth the trouble and the expense. Now, our relationship with Jesus is a lot different than the relationship they had with him, right? Because they're just coming and seeing a newborn king, but he's still a newborn, and he hadn't done anything yet. Now, our relationship with Jesus, we don't, 
we don't think about him primarily as a helpless baby who may one day live up to the potential and do great things. The Jesus we know is the glorious and powerful Son of God who has already done and is still doing incredible things, miraculous things. So when we come to to worship, it's true that, yes, indeed, Jesus does serve us far more than we serve him. He blesses us far more than we can bless him. He gives us far more than we can give him. Here, Christ offers us forgiveness and life and salvation. Here, he offers us a family to belong to. He offers us second chances and third chances and 77th chances. And he offers us his own body and blood. He offers us his spirit to live inside of us and to empower us. He offers us his word to guide us. So yeah, that whole list is tough. Whether or not you like the way the pastor preaches or the way the music sounds or the branded coffee that the church brews, there's still a lot you can get out of church. But if you come as a consumer, you're probably going to miss out on a lot of that stuff. If you come evaluating your experience you might miss out on what's really precious. I think we could all learn a thing or two from these wise men about the proper attitude towards worshiping Jesus. And I'm going to confess to y'all, there are days when I say, I don't want to go to work. (laughs) But that's all wrong, you know? I want to learn from these wise men that when we come to worship, you know, we're not like gracing Jesus with our presence. He's gracing us with his presence. So we shouldn't come to worship with expectations of what we can get out of it. You're going to get a lot out of it. But, But that way of thinking suggests that what happens on Sunday morning is supposed to be about us. But it isn't. We didn't come here to worship ourselves. Christian worship is about Christ. So as we start 2023 together, I don't know if you've made any resolutions and I don't know if you're into that kind of thing. I'm just going to put it out as a challenge to you, okay? I want to challenge you to shift your thinking from attending worship as a duty that you do because you love Jesus Rather, I'd like for you to start thinking about coming to worship as you received a royal invitation. And if you receive a royal invitation, you know you're going you're gonna to rearrange your plans. You're going to make it a priority because that's a, that's a can't-miss opportunity, the opportunity to sit in the presence of the king. I want to challenge you to be here when it isn't convenient. 
I want to challenge you to bring your best gifts. Not what's left over in your wallet, not what's left over in your calendar, not what's left over of the energy you have throughout the week. I want to challenge you to offer what's best to the newborn king. Because you didn't come asking what you could get out of it. You came because you wanted to give to honor the king. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you so much that you have come to be with us, that you have graced us with your presence, that you love us and that you're faithful to us, and that even before you did anything, you were worthy of being honored, and yet you did so much. You lived for us. You spoke to us. You opened the heart of God to us. You died for us when we didn't deserve it. You rose again when nobody expected it. And you're on high right now, reigning, watching over us, hearing our prayers. And you're coming again. Lord, we pray that in this year, we would be faithful. But more than faithful, Lord, we pray that we would come with open hearts and open hands to honor you the way you deserve. All these things we pray in your powerful name and by your Holy Spirit. Amen.